I'd like to welcome you to WCPT AM's Out Chicago. Think of us as Sunday brunch with your gay best friends. Now, please welcome your host, Scott Duff. And a happy Sunday fun day to you, everybody out there. Scott Duff here, and Ellen Miller is actually on. She's she's off this week. She she is spending the holidays with. Where is with she? She's in Tennessee with with God her wife's her. Uh, mom. God bless yes. her. I love that lady. Yes, I know. So that means we've got Ken Mejia Beal with us today. He's back. I know, just like herpes. You can't get rid of him. There we are. Said, Wait, what? What? We can, say that. I, we can definitely say oh, that. Boy. I know. I can say that because he's my friend, you know? We just give it a little shade. I didn't see how I didn't see that coming. Well, I know. Just like nobody herpes. sees herpes know. coming. You know. <laughs> Oh my oh gosh, poor God. Devin is rolling his eyeballs like we are seven seconds in and you're talking about herpes. It only gets progressive. I know, more. well, because we are a progressive talk station. That's so, right. you know, there we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, and if the GOP is throwing out so many distractions, then we can throw out some distractions just from a, the distractions. Just a couple. You know, that that's was good. one. We threw out one. We threw out one. Well, I mean, look, girl, they are like trying to find Hunter Biden. I know. What? They were like, you have to testify behind closed door. What? It's insane. Okay, that's dumb. They're trying to impeach Joe Biden. I think I see a also pattern insane. going on here. Uh, you've got 45 trying to sell little clips of his suit, his little mug shop suit. I saw. Yeah, he's trying to, he's selling those, uh, which I'm sure the actual suit. I'm sure it's, I'm sure you it know, is from the suit because he is a clear and honest man. Uh, you he know, is he an also, honest he man. is an honest, honest man. Uh, and, and apparently, uh, I believe in a speech that he gave, I think it was yesterday in Iowa. Are we calling that a speech? Well, he just kind of said he opened up and sounds came out. Yeah. You know, there were some words and yes. the words that came out did not make any sense not about how he's trying to get the deep state. And because they are hiding under carpets and rugs. Yes. Yes. It was very incoherent. It's just strange. So, yeah. so with all that going on, mm. we thought we'd offer you some distraction from the distractions That's right. that are going out there. Uh, it's the holidays, and we're you know we we all need to be distracted. And I can't think of there are a couple of things that are super duper fun that are going on. A lot of fun. A lot of fun stuff that's going on. Uh, But on this show today, uh, Twas the Night Before by Cirque du Soleil is back in Chicago at the Chicago Theater. And we're going to chat with production coordinator Jonathan Mipos for a behind-the-scenes look at the acclaimed holiday theatrical event. You have to see it. You have to see it. I love Cirque du Soleil. Same. I love it. I'm sitting there going, what? I'm How, obsessed. Huh? Yeah. It's it's always amazing. And and I I saw one show that was uh, they put their tent up outside of Soldier Field. Okay. And I was I just the whole time I was watching this one act and I'm like, how does one discover I, that uh, yeah. they can be uh, twirled around by their hair. It's amazing. Like, what? What is like, like, the what roots? The, what happened? How did you how discover did you, yeah. this? What shampoo do you use? Literally, this woman was being, she put a ring in her hair and was being twirled around it, by her hair. I'm like, what? Okay. I know. That is some good genes. It, 
It's a lot of good everything. It's a lot of good everything yeah. going on there, you know, and other good things too. You know, uh, we've been talking about draining the swamp and all that sort of thing, but I think we should be drawn to the swamp right now because Music Theater Works is presenting Shrek the Musical. Also exciting. I know. And also it's exciting. A very limited run. It opens on the 21st and it runs through the 31st at the North Shore Center that is for very the Performing limited. Arts and Scoop. Yeah. I know. And we're going to be, be uh, chatting with producing artistic director Kyle Dugan. Uh, a little bit later on the show, we're going to chat all things Shrek uh, and Music Theater Works. Their new season starts, uh, their 2024 season. So we're going to see what's going we on. We can start planning for the new year. Fantastic show coming up. Today. I know. And fantastic. of course, we would love to hear from you. So give us a call at 773-763-9278. That number again is 773-763-9278. Of course, you can find us on Facebook where we are coming at you live. Just head on over to Out Chicago Radio. And while you're there, give us a click and a like and a share and all that good stuff. But if that doesn't float your boat, you can always tune in on WCPT 820 and while you're at it, follow WCPT and our sister network, Heartland Signal, uh, on Facebook, Instagram. I keep calling it Twitter, but I think it's now officially X. You and can the TikToks. Still call it Twitter. It's I don't know. It, that hellscape. Yes. Is what that is that Elon Musk owns. Musk How about land. that? Follow us there. There we are. Uh, anyway, but the phone lines are open. Uh, so we'd love to hear from you. Ken, my buddy. I, how are you? I am so happy to be. You know, I say that every time I come. It's like, I'm so happy to be back. I really do love being here. I love having you here. It is. It makes me happy. You make me happy. Aw. It's true. Well, I, I just, yeah, this has been such a exciting time. And just being here to talk to all of our listeners and, you know, I just think it's great. I know. I, I, I love it. Look, it's it's funny. I, I've been kind of doing like a little inventory and I don't have that many close gay male friends. Me either, though. And, you know, and I'm like, oh, I have five. I got Kim and Beal. Every, you. you know, and I'm like, yeah. I'm I'm digging that. So it's always great to kind of like have a little kiki. Exactly. You know, and we both work so much that this is yes. really the only time we can hang out. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. So it's like, I'm, this all right, is but, it. and you, you've been really busy because you went yeah. to the Victory Fund Leadership I, Conference. Thank you for bringing that up. So I did go to the Victory Fund Leadership Conference, which is an international conference for LGBTQ leaders across the world, yeah. politicians, activists. And I left there feeling so inspired because it was my first time there, my first year, uh-huh. and Victory Fund is the largest LGBTQ political organization. Right. And there were so many moments where, you know, when you are in politics, and even though Illinois is very LGBTQ friendly, you feel alone and isolated, especially mm-hmm. when you're Ken Mejia Beal in DuPage County, and yeah. you're like the only person. Yeah. I go there, and... There were so many conversations about the isolation that LGBTQ folks feel huh. in politics and the sense of uh, feeling invisible. And it made me feel seen. And I came back to DuPage County with a whole new attitude. Mm-hmm. And and it was inspiring. And I needed that. I needed to be around kind of like my own people for a little bit. Oh, 100%. To, I get that. Yeah. And, and, and that's the joy of being around so many leaders and so many of the the leaders are, you know, a little bit older. So you learn so much. And then you have the younger people who are just full of like, oh, I don't care. Like, I love I love 
Gen Z, I do, because they don't care. And it's such a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And I came back with a whole new attitude and uh, take no prisoners, you know, uh, attitude. And I, I needed that. I needed it. Yeah. Badly. Well, there's something really important about community, yes. you know, about going and like being with, with your people. Yeah. And refilling that well, and you I, know. I have to tell you something we all talked about is when we are in our normal spaces, we feel obligated to share our resume with everyone because right. we feel like no one takes us seriously. Right. So you, um, here's my here. Yeah. Here's my resume. Yeah, Take me seriously. This is what I do. Uh -huh. um, because I will. Fun. Fun fact. I was criticized by a few um, elected officials who shall not be named. Okay. While we're on the air. Who, <laughs> and the criticism is, Ken, you're a great dresser and a great showman. So that's why you're the chair. And it's like, well, no, I've actually been on presidential campaigns and congressional campaigns. I'm a strategist. I have been placed in the Smithsonian Museum of African American History. I am a very well accomplished person. Yeah. So. I decided for our latest event just to wear all black. And I said, I'm mourning the showman. I'm introducing you to the real politician. So you guys will take me seriously. Wow. Hello. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you, so, Victory Fund. Wow. Thank you, Victory Fund. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what sort of thing, like, so the Victory Fund, they are, I know their primary thing is to help get yes. uh, LGBTQ candidates elected. Yes, across the country. Across the country. So what were some of the things that... So you all were we discussing. talked about gender affirming health care. We talked about aging senior citizen. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about just LGBTQ rights and where we can go, where we've been. I got to meet Senator. Uh, oh, God. Oh, no. I can't. Senator from California. She is the first uh, openly uh, black. Uh, black lesbian oh, elected. She just she was just uh, oh, appointed she appointed yes. because of the special and I cannot remember her name. So La I want to say Lafonza. I think it's Lafonza. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But it was a in, in her speech was imp inspiring. I got to meet uh, Malcolm Kenyatta from uh, Pennsylvania. That was a great conversation that we had. Um, just about the intersectionality of race and you know being LGBTQ. So it was a lot of good informative sessions about. Not just empowering, empowering. Lafonza Butler. Lafonza Butler. There we Senator are. Sorry Butler. about that. Yes, no. it's that. Senator Butler. Not Sorry. just empowering our elected officials to do better, but empowering us to empower other people. And that is why I was happy to be there. You know, th that to me is a very, very big thing. Yes. It, it's about uh, a rising tide lift all, lifts all boats. We have and it's, to. And it's, you know, folks... You hear it all that like you've heard it with with Vice President Kamala Harris. Mm -hmm. You heard it with uh, San, Sandra Day O'Connor yeah. about like when you bust a ceiling. It's not. It's about not. It's more about not being the first. You have it's about not being the last. You've got to with you. Yes, it's about reaching up that ladder and giving a hand and bringing them up. Yes, you know, and that's what it's all about. And, it's about helping out community. And that is why I am so rejuvenized now. Um, and in DuPage County, something I'm working on is getting more LGBTQ folks active in our political party mm -hmm. because for so long, it's like, well, I don't want to be a part of it because everybody ignores me. And I'm like, I'm the chair and everybody ignores me, too. So let's work together. Let's be visible. Let's be empowered and visible together. Yeah. And and 
that's my new movement. All right. <laughs> I love that. Let's, let's, be, let's be powerful. Let's be powerful and, together. And visible together. Visible together, yes. Yeah. It goes back to, you know, my one of when I was growing up, one of the biggest things in the LGBTQ community, one of the biggest political acts you could do mm-hmm. was just to be out. Yes. Was to be visible. Um, and I love that, you know, there's a way of kind of like it's still that way coming out, but also coming out Democratic in, yeah. you know, in in <laughs> red counties or red states or it's whatever. A just totally being like a different ballgame. It is a different ballgame. And it's about like, OK, this is what I believe in. And and. Let's all be here together yeah. and and make some noise. And that is what we have to do. That's every day. Well, there we go. Let's do it every day. Ring that bell. This is what I say. <laughs> cowbell. More cow. We more need cowbell. more. We need more cowbell. We always need. More we cowbell. always need more cowbell. <laughs> there we are. But uh, you also had. Can I don't know if we can. Talk. What What do you want to ask me about? The other thing that you found out. The elect. The. Electorate. Oh, yeah, so can I talk I found about out, that? Yes. Okay, I don't know. What I'm sorry, but okay. we, we had a we had a very intense private conversation yeah. before we hit the air, and I didn't know where this was oh, going. Yeah, no, 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 no. That I was like, Scott, I'll kill that, you. My phone no. is down. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've no. also been selected. I'm turning red. I know. I love it. It's fun. <laughs> it's really fun. Anyway, so but you, but you found out to be a Biden delegate. Uh, so I. I will be at the Democratic National uh, Convention in August, representing uh, President Biden uh, for Congressional District Look Two. Look at these snaps and for you. There, and, and there's also another LGBTQ person on my slate, Commissioner Kevin Morrison, who's a really good friend of mine. Uh-huh. So I'm I'm just super excited. I'm I cannot wait. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity for me. I will never do it again. It is so exciting, and I'm excited. That's very very exciting. I Thank think you. wasn't Lenny Manah Hoppenworth, Alderman Lenny Manah Hoppenworth. I believe she was a delegate. Let's go round. Yeah, I, I believe so too. And unfortunately, because it was canceled. Um, a lot of those folks didn't they didn't get to go right. anywhere. Yeah. Um but this site this time around, knock on wood, there's no pandemic or anything crazy. Mm-hmm. We and all you don't have to go, go very far because it's here in Chicago. You know, that's why I signed up. Because right. <laughs> I'm cheap. <laughs> that is awesome. So congratulations Thank on you. that. You're it, gonna be making some noise all over the place. It's just, you know, I, I, I finally feel that I'm in a place where my life and every negative thing that's ever happened to me all makes sense now. You, you know, it, it, yeah, <laughs> it all makes sense now. I yeah. get it. Everything happens for a reason, yeah. is what they say, and I, I am a firm believer of yeah. that. Every uh, you know, trial, tribulation, every milestone, everything leads into building who you are today. Absolutely. And the the trick is, how do you take even the the crappy stuff? And and turning it into a thing that you can learn from. You make manure and you plant seeds and you get beautiful tulips. All right. Well, there we go. We, yeah. We're talking about dookie now. Well, I said manure. I, and I said dookie. You did. I also said herpes at the beginning of the I'm show. I'm just trying to class up the joint. Well, that's why you're here. You are here to class things <laughs> That is up. what I'm here for. There we are. Uh, listen, we do need to uh, take a break, but callers, hang on the line. We will get to you uh, after our break. Uh, but before we uh, before we go bye-bye yeah. with our manure and planting mm-hmm. tulips, uh, this part about Chicago is brought to you by Team Hochberg. Hey, 
Did you know, Ken Mejia Beale, mm. that 47 million listeners have no or unscorable credit and would benefit from a Team Hochberg Fresh Start Secured Credit Card with no annual fee? Tell me more. I will. Uh, a Team Hochberg Fresh Start Secured Credit Card is perfect if your vindictive ex destroyed your credit, mm. you know, which... Ugh. Hey, Frank. Hey, talk about a milestone. There we are. <laughs> mm, good job, Frank. Yeah. Uh, you recently filed for or were discharged from bankruptcy. You experienced a foreclosure or short sale, have collections. You turned down, You were turned down for credit or one of your kids is having trouble securing their first credit cards. Now, Team Hochberg has partnered with the Kane County Teachers Credit Union to offer Team Hochberg Fresh Start Secured Credit Card with no annual fee to help reestablish, enhance, and strengthen listeners with no damaged or challenged credit. That is amazing. Awesome. For information about obtaining a Team Hochberg Fresh Start Secured Credit Card with no annual fee, go to 56david.com forward slash fresh start. That's 56david.com forward slash fresh start to establish, enhance, and strengthen your credit. Team Hochberg has helped thousands of WCPT listeners, but they can't help if you don't visit 56david.com forward slash fresh start. Lower.com, equal housing lender, NMLS 1124061. We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, there's more out Chicago with our good buddy, Ken Mejia Beal. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Stick around. Welcome back. I'm improviser Matthew Van Colton. You're listening to Out Chicago on WCPT 820. Welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here along with Ken Mejia Beal. He's back. He's back. (laughs) We all know what it's like. (laughs) Yeah, we do. We've made that comparison at the beginning of the show. Yes, we did. Yes, Ellen Miller is off this week. She is in Tennessee uh, celebrating an early Christmas with uh, her in-laws. Yeah. So lovely. We'll be back together next week. I can't. I... One day I would like to be here when she's here. I know how, that would be nice. Like I miss you, Ellen. That would be nice. I we see miss her Ellen. once a year. I miss her. I know. I know. We'll fix that. Yeah, please. We'll fix that. There we go. <laughs> uh, hey, we've got some callers on the phone. Let, let's head to uh, Steve. Welcome. You're on out Chicago. Good morning, Steve. Yes, thank you for taking my call. And, and I do think it's an interesting conversation with regard to what's happening in not just in Chicago, but in a lot of the collar counties uh, such as DuPage. I've worked for the Democratic uh, Committee out in Orange County, California. They're the equivalent of our of our DuPage County here. Yeah. So, you know, there's, you know, Los Angeles, which is this bastion of blue. And then there's Orange County, uh, which has just been red as all get up or met for generations. Mm -hmm. Uh And then finally, and then finally, they swung the other way. But the, the thing of it is, you shouldn't take anything for granted because it's still one of those counties where, you know, it's going to be a swing county. So they mm-hmm. could just as easily swing back. These people have not just all of a sudden uprooted and said, all right, all right we're now carrying the blue banner. And the same thing with regard to DuPage County. DuPage County, unlike 30 years ago, is much more diverse. Mm-hmm. It's not nearly as rural. And and a lot of the people who were, you know, that, that back in the day, 30, 20, 30 years ago, Parents were defining what it meant to live in DuPage County is different than today. Today, uh, millennials and even Zoomers are old enough to vote, and so they're changing the landscape. And that means you're going to get a lot of pushback as well. Yeah, that's what I, my, my experience of this happens is that you know people who think that they're firmly in that red camp or sometimes blue all of a sudden see that challenge. Then all of a sudden, then what you see is a lot of effort 
to maintain the status quo. Correct. So, yeah, it's a, it's a back and forth. And, yeah, I mean, we're all basically, whether you're Democrat or Republican, we're all sort of competing for those people in the middle, the swing voters, the independents, who can go one way in one le- election and another in a different uh, uh, in a different election. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's it's it, people need to understand because I think that this is where we sometimes make mistakes. Is that we get people to turn out for a, an election and we win, and then they go home and think that it's the day day is done. Okay, it's right. over. We won. Now this is politics. This is the game that never ends. You know, there's always another election. There's always legislation that's up for consideration, and you have to participate. And that's the thing we have to get across to people. Showing up once and voting, nice. Okay, great. You voted for Joe Biden in 2000. It's important to get crazy orange man out of the White House, but that's not enough. You need to come back two years later. You need to uh, participate in local elections, state Mm -hmm. elections, not just when we elect the president. So, yeah. Yeah, amen, Steve. That's exactly, you are exactly right with all of that. Yeah, and I think part of the hardest thing is reaching those younger voters right now. Well, it's not hard if you, I think the problem is we are so used to talking to all voters the same. And that's something that I've, I I hate it. I don't even have words. But if you are going to, you can't talk to an 18, 19 year old kid about Medicare, Medicaid. Right. Like, come on. Like, you have to have different talking points for different groups of people. And I think that's where politics needs to catch up with reality. You can't have, you know, your one elevator speech or your one stump speech. You have to be able to talk to everybody. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. And, that, and, and, and the, the different people with the young people. Yeah. But, you know, it's a, a friend of mine who is a, a brilliant comic uh, here in Chicago and all over the country, uh, Kristen Toomey. She's got this really great bit. You know, she's mm-hmm. a Gen Xer and she's like her kids are Gen Z. Yes. Which is the last one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's like, the and last like, one. right. She's like, look, there's like, you know, global warming. There is an island of plastic floating out in the ocean. There yes. are aliens that we discovered, you know, yeah. there's something like the going on there. There's war. There's all this stuff that's happening. There's, you know, the, the, everything that's the economy, like inflation's really mm-hmm. high. What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. So do your homework. Right. Because it matters. It does you know, matter. It's hard. Well, it does matter, but it's hard to get when they're like because of these little, you know, little computers that we have in our pockets. People are more young folks, I think, are more connected they are. to what's going on in the world than I most certainly was. Correct. You know, I I've said many times, like, I understand a, a low voter turnout for younger people because I know I didn't, you know. Well, and I want to and I always push back on that also, because statistically and if you look up the history, young people, it's not that there's a young people not voting now because we always look at the young people now. Young people, people under the age of 30, historically, since 19, the 1960s, have always had the lower vote, lower right. voter turn. So it's not a new thing. No, 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 not at all. Yeah. I, but I do think it is switching around. It I think is, the tide is turning because, because, you know, they are much more connected. They, they are. are. Everybody knows what's going on. They're much more in, involved. I, I highly recommend that everyone who's not Gen Z spend about 30 minutes watching some of the Gen Z uh political dialogue on YouTube. It is so informative. It is no fluff. And they're not Democratic or Republican. They're just more honest. And it's, it's very refreshing. Uh, I, I started watching some with some of the Gen Z 
folks that hang out in the office. Mm -hmm. And I was going into it thinking, great, I get to watch YouTube with a bunch of like 20 year olds. Yay me. But I left going, I am so happy I got to watch YouTube with a bunch of 20 year olds. I learned so much. You learned like what their the issues are the most important yes. to them and or the how they're communicating. That they're receiving information. Yeah. And it's not like Democrats are great or Republicans are horrible or vice versa. It's more so this is what's happening. Yeah. This is who's doing it. Yeah. And this is what can be done. I believe they're more politically pragmatic. Yeah. Is what it sounds like. It is, yeah. It is a it's actually a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't trust CNN as much as they don't trust Fox News. Um, they they kind of it's a different it's a different ball game and they like receiving that information from folks their own age with their own viewpoints and some of the YouTube channels are incredibly informative, incredibly detailed, and well thought out. So okay. I highly recommend that you you do it if you can. But also be discriminating with what what you consume on YouTube, because I also have somebody in my family who that is his primary source of information, and it's not information; it's well, propaganda. Okay. You know, yeah, okay. just saying. Just thank you for putting the asterisks there. Just saying, like, know. just make sure that you know that, like, what you are well, the yeah. information that you're getting, and you know, if you have questions about it, do your own research. Correct. L look on yes. that. Yes. But it's that's <laughs> that's the only caveat I, yes, I, I want to say because. No, like, no, no. No. You know. Yeah, it's the same with all It's the same with everything. Yeah. All social media. You know, <laughs> if your primary source of news is TikTok or YouTube, right. th that's not good. Well, no. Um, but the dial. I, I watch the, the dialogue. The, the yeah. dialogue. No, I think it's yeah. really just, especially being, you know, trying to engage younger voters, yes. trying to engage younger folks to see what really, what they're really thinking about because yeah. I know they are going through some very big things I uh, I was just you know a, a friend of mine I had some friends who were out of town mm -hmm. and their daughter came back from college so it was like her first semester away at school she's a freshman uh, she came back and I like I hung out with her while they were out of town you know and just kind of talking with them about um, about what's what is important there's this weird sort of it's this strange dichotomy because there is this hopefulness yeah. about like, or or pragmatic, pragmatic nature about like, mm -hmm. this is what's happening, this is what's doing it, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, let's, we got to fix this. But right. then there's also this sort of, with the hopefulness, it swings just the other way to the hopelessness of like, my vote doesn't count. What can I really do? Well, and just being overwhelmed because they are inundated with information all the time that they're like, oh, no, well, what, what does that matter? Because there's a giant plastic uh, island floating in the ocean and I, the ice caps are melting and there's war going on over here and there's homelessness over here and then there are people being killed over, you right. know, there's... But I do believe that that hopelessness will convert in about 10 to 20 years. Oh, I think yeah. Gen Z will take over and they will abolish the Electoral College and I cannot wait. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm will, with you, but I, I cannot but, wait. <laughs> but unfortunately, we are going to have to wait for 10 or 20 years. Oh, in it's going to be a while. You know, it's, it's going to, we're going to have to wait for that. I know. And in the meantime, we need them now I know. to come out and to vote. We Yes, we do need them to come out and vote, but I also think we need them to come out and start running for office. And, and, and it's important uh that they start running in our local elections, mm -hmm. building up those yeah. names because they're very passionate 
um, and they are not tainted in the way that so many other um, <clears throat> groups of people are tainted. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They've got their own. They've got their own things. They got their own thing. They got their own thing. I mean, yeah. and people are young. People are running. There's that. I love it. That um, a representative from Florida. I yes. can't remember. Maxwell Frost. Thank you. There we go. I got, I'm a Look fan. Oh, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I don't know if she's an. Uh, uh, I'm, I, I don't think she's a Gen Z. I think he's the only one in. Congress. He's the only one. Yeah, yeah. because right now I'm, I am a obsessed with Jasmine Crockett from Texas. She's awesome. She's she's a millennial. Um, she's a millennial. Yeah, I know. But We're I'm the like, same group. But I adore her. She's the best. She, yeah. if, you, if, you, if you do need to go onto the hellscape that is X, she's on Twitter. She gets good it. Twitter. Follow her. And she's great. She's, she's dynamic. Loving, dynamic, smart, yeah. funny. Awesome. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want you to be my bestie. Yeah. Anyway, let's go to the phone. Cindy in Plainfield, welcome. You're on out Chicago. Hey, how are you? I'm great. Good how are you morning. doing this morning? I'm good. Ken, I just got to tell you, we love you. I'm a good friend of Jack's West, and I know that you Aww. love Jack's West, too. Oh, thanks, And I'm Cindy. one of your friends on Facebook, I and I think you your are, dog has Cindy. beautiful clothes. Thank you. <laughs> beautiful clothes. Again. Thank you, Cindy. I just, to, I, just, I just wanted to tell you, I'm in my 60s, and I have voted in every election since I turned 18. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know if you remember uh, Eric Willoughby. Yes, um, yes. He's, he's awesome. Okay. Have you, have, have you been following him? Have I been following him? Just to kind of inform our, our listeners, Eric Willoughby is a phenomenal young man. I think he just turned 18. Am I correct, Cindy? 17, but he's, he's going to be 18 by the next election. Well, he'll be yep. 18 he'll by be the 18 next election. He is uh-huh. a phenomenal pro-choice, pro-rights guy. And I met him when I think when I met him, he was 15 or 16. Dynamic. Yes. He's yes. dynamic. All right. Well, they moved, they moved to North, North Carolina, Carolina and he yeah. is shaking it up down there. He's he phenomenal. He's shaking it up. Yeah. So I have a lot of faith in the younger generation. So do I. I'm uh, an ally with Plainfield Pride Group. Mm-hmm. So I've met a lot of the younger people there. They are fired up and they are ready. They're ready to vote. And I have a lot of faith in them. I really do. Oh, I do too, Cindy. Uh, you know, also, thanks yeah. for calling. It's good to talk to you. Yeah, I <laughs> just wanted to call and say hi. Oh, hello. <laughs> I'll be posting okay. new pictures of Dottie Mae later this afternoon. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're okay, welcome. love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Cindy, thanks. For, yeah, I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. It's true. <laughs> Show them all the beauty that they possess inside. It's karaoke night. It is karaoke night right here on WCPT. <laughs> I believe the children are future. Uh, if I, well if I started singing, you guys would never invite me back. Oh, no, we would, oh. because I need somebody who is to match this vocal styling no, that's happening right here. I will be you... escorted out of here okay. in a well, blaze be, of glory. Be good. But, uh, yeah. but I, I love that Cindy was able to call in, like, and that there are young people. There what, are. what is the name of this? And there, uh, Eric, this... Will, Eric Willoughby is one of them. He is uh, phenomenal. He is so articulate and he has so much passion mm-hmm. uh he's a really good kid um he's just awesome eric willoughby all right eric willoughby remember we'll, the we'll name be, we'll be looking out he'll for be you. running north carolina in 10 to 20. all right <laughs> there we go yeah. uh speaking of 10 to 20 we should probably take a, a little bit of a break 
Okay. Right now, I don't know about how I that fits. I mean, fit. I could do this all day, but I we got to pay could. the bills. We got to pay the bills. We got to <laughs> pay the bills. So we're going to take a quick break. Probably come back and talk a little bit more about some Gen Z stuff. Also, the sexy shenanigans that are happening in the Senate chambers. Oh, girl. Check a wow. Girl. Stick around. Here's this now <laughs> Chicago right here in WCPT, Heartland Signal. I'm David Dodd with the Chicago Black Gay Men's Caucus. Welcome back to Out Chicago on WCPT 820. And welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Dove here. Uh, I'm joined by Ken Mahia Beal today. Good morning. Good morning. Afternoon, whatever. It's still morning. Okay. It's still morning. <laughs> these conversations in these breaks are... <laughs> And they're just bananas going on. Oh. Over. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Out Chicago, the part you don't know about. I know. We keep thinking, we keep threatening to do a podcast oh. of all the stuff that the conversations that happen in between. <laughs> I'd be read the whole time. It'd be, yeah, it's, it can't be blush worthy. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't no, wait. No, who's really no, b- I, bad at it? Oh, I. It's Ellen Miller. Oh, 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 yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Those microphones go off. Look out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, I know. Delicious, wonderful way. It's awesome. There I am. <laughs> you know. So okay. So before the break, we were talking about Gen Z yeah. and getting them out to vote mm-hmm. and doing all this thing, um, and you know the the challenges that they are experiencing, the issues that they really believe mm-hmm. in right now, and it's you know a recent poll just just came out that uh, Gen Z ha- is the most queer generation. That doesn't want to be labeled. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, among 18 to 26-year-olds, 26% said that they identify as something other than straight, according to a poll from Business Insider and YouGov. Mm-hmm. Uh, this compares to 15% of millennials, 11% of Gen X, and 7% of baby boomers, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm like, it it's is, fascinating. It's the steroids they put in the chicken. No, it, I'm joking. No, I'm it's totally no steroids. Joking. It's not what they're I feeding. I am joking. But, but, but at the same time, they don't want to be labeled. Right. They don't want to be labeled as gay or let. Like I. It goes back to what it, they don't like being labeled. They're very pragmatic and they they don't like labels. And I'm totally cool with it. Yeah, oh, I'm cool with yeah. it, but there's still a part of my Gen X lizard brain mm-hmm. that is trying to, because when I was coming up, like I said earlier, the the one of the biggest things you could do was to be visible, it was about visibility and about being out and about identifying as this, as, you know, gay mm-hmm. or as lesbian mm-hmm. or as bisexual. Now, I know as we have grown, because I am the elder statesman in this room right now that as you know we're growing things have changed like we are under you know sexuality and gender gender specifically especially is one of those things that like is has really been evolving it's very fluid yeah over Mm -hmm. you know over the last since we started this show Mm -hmm. which by the way 10 years what um so, you know, and it's taken my time, like over the course of 10 years to even kind of wrap around the whole thing about like gender being a construct and, you know, people right. being fluid and you know, all this, this sort of situation. Um, I don't know. I just find it really like. I think is they're comfortable being with who they want to be with. And I don't think that actually subtracts from visibility. I yeah. think 
they're very visible in the aspect of I am who I am and I will do what I do. Yeah. In a way that I don't think we had the as as Gen X and millennials had the freedom to do. Yes. And I think it is awesome. Um I think not being in a box um can be liberated. Oh yeah, I mean the, and, the and, yeah. The, the, my biggest takeaway is that like sexuality is not that big of a hang up. Correct. For for Gen Z folks, you know. It's really not. You know, it's kind of like, oh, all right, whatever, and people are more comfortable being like, yeah, it's it's on a spectrum going back to that Kinsey scale. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it is on a spectrum, it kind of good and it moves. It doesn't have to necessarily stay in one point. No. And I think that's fun. Yeah, so do I. I yeah. just think that it's just really interesting, especially people like who, but at the same, like, I don't know. This is also kind of like, this is nothing against oh, the. go for it. It's weird. It's nothing Say against it. Gen Zers, mm-hmm. but there's something about, I don't know. I think it's just because it was so important and was so, um, mm-hmm. the struggle was real. Yes. You know, for me growing up uh, and trying to gain equal rights and trying to be, you know, treated fairly and trying not to get beat up and right. all that good stuff mm-hmm. that folks who are like who they the younger folks love to use the the general banner of queer. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, and oh, I know where this I get, is going. I just get a little I'm like, I know you do. Are you queer? You know, when it's like, OK, you know why it bothers you? Why? You didn't use the term bothers, but I'm going to put it in. Okay, yeah. It bothers you because you are looking at your road and not quite understanding how this road matches with your road. And and the yeah. reason I can say that is because I felt that way for a while. Um, like, what do you mean? Like, you can't just, what are you talking about? But then I realized their road isn't my road. Oh, yeah. No, no, Our, no, no. no, no, no. I, but oh, go, what sorry. I mean by that is, mm-hmm, no, no, no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because we tend to be more logical. As we get older, we lead more with logic. They're not there yet, which is totally fine. You know, it has actually nothing to do with logic. Okay, go it for is, it. It is me having like some sour grapes. It's like, I was, you know, trying to politely no, that's say where, that. Yeah, that's where I have some sour grapes. I didn't want to call you Grandpa Timer. But I, yeah, definitely Grandpa over here. Uh, I'm, I'm Grandma Gay. That, well, that's, that is how I, <laughs> I am addressed at work. Got you it. know, there we are. I'm America's Gunkle. Um, I love it. But one thing that like, that just kind of like, really just you know chaps my hide is when you have people who are younger folks mm-hmm. who you know like love to throw around like i'm queer right. and i'm done blah, 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 but they are in like a heteronormative relationship but why does or that bother you because it's like because you haven't it's it's poor do it's you, a poor me do thing. you know what's it happening is, in their bedrooms no, no, no. I'm not talking about like, but I'm not talking about sexy time. No, I'm no. talking about what I'm talking about is people throwing around like, you don't know, I'm queer and the struggle is real. And mm-hmm. I'm like, and, and it's a little bit of poor me right mm-hmm. here, speaking as Scott, yes. you know, I'm like, you know, you haven't had to deal with a lot of stuff that you've had to deal with. And you like, they, so I will say this the stuff that you had to deal with, uh-huh. they probably didn't, but right. they, they have other stuff. Oh, yeah. The stuff, changes so they you can't look at them and their stuff is different than your stuff is different than my stuff yes it's different stuff oh i know and i'm aware of it and i accept them and i love them and everything but there's still a part of me i'm like 
You don't know. You know a little bit. I know it's very old man, old man Jenkins. I, I didn't say it. You did. I, I, I. That's why I said I will perfectly hold that mon- that that mantle. You hold it, baby. I'm holding it. Cause I'm not holding it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, and it's not like it's, a, it's not me every day going around like you're dying. No, no, but no. It's just there you're not sometimes a I'm like, oh, baby. Well, yeah. I mean, but I think when you are that age and something happens to you, it is. The worst thing that's ever happened to you. Oh, one. Like we were million there. Percent. So, oh, but oh. I think now as you get older, it's like, oh, is that what happened to you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. You'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, like 100%. It's, you know, it's so funny. I was chatting with my friend, uh, my friend, she's my friend, even though she's the child of my friend. <laughs> you know, I was chatting with her and she's, you know, we were just t- kind of talking about like, okay, so what's going on? How was your first semester at school? You know, I love talking with with young folks when they come back, having been a teacher and having had yeah. like former students come back to visit me. Mm-hmm. I love chatting with them after that first semester because it's such a huge, a, yeah, huge growth period. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, oh, what? Ah, so ah. You know, and just like, and their ideas are forming and they're able to, you know, they're being exposed to different things and mm-hmm. meeting new people and more than likely in a different location and all this stuff. And we were just chatting this whole time about, um, uh, like long distance relationships. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and just sitting here and I'm I'm so trying not to weigh in. I was not trying to like give any opinions about like this is what you should do, whatever, just kind of listening to them, kind of figuring out what's going on. And it's hard. Like I I felt like a parent for a moment. I'm like it's hard not to put your opinion on something. Right. As opposed to let them figure it out. Right. You know. Yeah. And, like, just in that topic, though, I think long-distance relationships now are probably a tad bit easier. I would they never are. be in one, but, you know. Yeah, there are other extenuating, there are other, other circumstances, but I in terms of, like... never be in one. Yeah, they're not good. Oh, never. No, no, no. No, no, no. no they're no. not good. <laughs> I mean, what no. are you getting? I have needs. Yeah, what are you like, getting? Like, I'm good. My whole thing was, like, what do you find acceptable? Yeah. Like, what What are you willing to accept? What is? Are there any deal breakers for you? Like, all of them. I know, I know. <laughs> like but it's like, but it's just, it, it was just really interesting to kind of like, oh. Yeah. Let's let's hear what you've got to say. And right. It's, it's so wonderful. I'm like, all right, look at you. I I love Gen Z. I think that I, bel- I, I do believe the children are future, and I do believe, mm-hmm. you know, but right now we just got to really get them to care to come out and vote because they, they feel like. They, they care. Oh, no, no. But care to come out to vote because they feel like my vote doesn't matter. We got to give them something to vote for and not lecture them about voting against stuff. Right. That's that's the. Well, that's and that's the whole thing with the GOP. Yeah, they they, we know what they what they stand against, but we have no idea what they stand for. No, none whatsoever. They have have no no platform. It's just whatever. Well, they backtrack like they're like, we're the party of small government. But then we want to follow you to the doctor's office. Yeah, let's look at Texas. I mean, I don't know what their angle is. I don't know either. Maybe Steve does. Let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Steve. Welcome. You're on out Chicago. Um, as a 57 as, as year old gay man, yes. you remind me of people that I met in the 80s and I 90s. Know. Who went, well, I know. You don't know what it, you don't know what it was like before Stonewall. I you know. don't know. No, you're not. Da, 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 da. 
we're on a spectrum. We're I know, on a history. I hear myself, Steve. It's Take awful. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. I know. Thank and you. And let them be where they are. Thank yes. you, Steve. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Steve. I, I, you are 100% correct. <laughs> I know. I hear you. I like. I felt the same way, you know, yeah. hearing hearing folks from, you know, the generation in front of me. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, for some reason, I'm just always like, mm, mm. And it's always yeah. and, it's, and it's a fleeting moment. It's never one of those things that I like hang on to, and I'm like, I go to sleep at night. I'm like, hmm, how does that person? Yeah, I, used, I used to I used to joke so often during the '90s. I was like, on the one hand, I look at guys older than me and think, well, my God, how could you live like that? How could you hide? Da 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 da. And then I would look at people, you know, ten, twenty years younger than me, and go, you came out in high school. Yeah, How did yes. you come out in high school, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm one of those weirdo ones, because I'm not too far behind you there, Steve. Uh, I did come out in high school. Really? Uh, yeah, oh, it wow. was not good. <laughs> it was it was rocky for a little bit. Uh, but I came out in high school, and, you know, I was doing the same thing. It, uh, you know, how could you live in the closet and, you know, all that stuff. It's, it is a rich tapestry, Steve. And I like it to is, say that, is. you know, the LGBTQ community has a very large umbrella. We've got one of everybody <laughs> underneath there. And I'm so happy that the umbrella is large. And I'm very happy that you called in, Steve. Me too. And thank you for schooling me. Thank you for reminding (laughs) me. You're welcome. Thank you for saying, old man Jenkins, sit down. (laughs) Sit down. Get those queer kids off my lawn. (laughs) Get them off of my float. Get them off my float, Steve. Happy holidays to to you. (laughs) Happy holidays to you. So, yeah, there we are. I, I know. Like I said, and it's never, it's its a fleeting feeling that I have. It's always a fleeting feeling. I want to talk to you in 30 years from now. I bet you won't be fleeting. I think you're No, no. By that point, I'll just be like, ugh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> fix. I'm still going to call you. Fix Grandma Bourbon. You know, like, that's what I'm going to be like, mm, okay. <laughs> that or like, mm, that's fine. My gummy's kicking in. Like, I that's kind I of where it is. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot. No, who couldn't wait either? Apparently, some dude who wanted to oh. like do things in the Senate. What the heck is going on? Like we have, to, we didn't have a lot of time to talk about oh. this, but it's like I don't know. Can I tell you? I got clips of it, and I was like, "Why are people sending me pornography?" I know. And then I realized, oh, this is new. Oh yeah, it's new. So, happening? in case you are like, "What are they talking about?" Uh, so, a gay staffer for U.S. Senator Ben Cardin from Maryland is no longer employed at the U.S. Senate, mm-hmm. uh, following reports that he had filmed amateur porn in the workplace. Yes. Um, so, yes. And it was like, I. Oh, but well, but the thing I, that, that makes me giggle yes. or just and scratch my head at the same time is like, boy, these people like uh, Tucker Carlson, all the right, they they have just been bla- sending it out there into the world, and I'm like, I mean, they are obsessed with gay sex. The, okay, yes, we all know the GOP is obsessed with gay sex, but the bigger picture here is, don't film yourself having oh, any oh, kind of this this dude like, i am so i that. just wanted to shake him so the, this insane. is the old man jenkins like what are you thinking i mean yes we're all like pro body like I, i'm you know i love I, body image I love, we're insane. all pro sex we're all pro whatever but it's like there is a time and a place yeah. and, and and this this dude's statement was like this has been a difficult time for me and i've been attacked for who i love to pursue a political agenda and that's when hey, i stop reading you don't love him sir he don't love you you, no. you know exactly what you were doing. Yeah. It's like you had an app or something, but it, clearly there was like some. There was stuff going. It, there, well, 
Yeah. And like, yeah. I love my job. I would never disrespect my workplace. Yeah, that's when you laugh out loud. <laughs> that's when I'm like, you can't. Girl, <laughs> too late. Too late. That's where Amy Klobuchar sits. Poor Amy. I'm going to send her some uh, some Clorox wipes. Oh, there Clorox. we go. There, there we go. are. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, there is more out Chicago in the second hour. So stay around. <laughs> I'd like to welcome you to WCPT AM's Out Chicago. Think of us as Sunday brunch with your gay best friends. Now, please welcome your host, Scott Duff. And welcome back to the second hour of Out Chicago. Scott Duff here, along with Ken Mejia Biola. Nice to be here. So happy to be here with you. I'd be even happier if somebody made P.F. Chang egg rolls oh God. in the break room. And it smells We're gonna move so uh, delicious. Half this. No, we're hanging on to the P.F. Chang things. No, let it Devin? go. No, let it go. Devin, did you bring enough to share with the class? Devin? Oh, no, did you bring those cookies you forgot? Oh. Okay, we brought up the cookies. Look, so we're going to talk about the cookies real quick. Look, I brought over some cookies to a friend's house. Oh, no, we're not doing that. I brought this. over cookie dough. Look, because I, I keep I keep a stash of cookies, mm-hmm. cookie dough, and so I can so I don't make a whole batch of cookies. I just make like one or two. Cut to the gist. So anyway, people can agree with I me. I brought them over mm-hmm. for my friend's child, mm-hmm. a child, mm-hmm. and because uh, we didn't know what we were going to eat, for, yes. and we we didn't know maybe we we're gonna have cookies oh, later on. And what what are you thinking about doing? I I left it over there. Yeah, and, and I'm about to go back over after this and go get my my. My cookie so log. So you're gonna go back uh-huh. to someone's home that yeah. you brought cookie dough for the children. Yeah, and you're gonna take it back. She's 19. She's, she's taking. She's, she life is filled with disappointments. That is the most life is full of a lesson. I am teaching a lesson. And, and they're gluten. And the people in the house are gluten free. Cannot and do there's, that. It's a gluten bomb. It is wrong. I am. I am. I I hope our I want listeners my, call in and tell you all right, well, I how want my horrible cookie that is. Well, there, there will horrible. be. It is very horrible. Yeah. But I want my cookie you dough. You can't. You get new cookie dough. You do not go back I and take it. I made it. I understand that. I'm fluent. I left them hummus it, that I made. I left them uh, vinaigrette that I it made. It doesn't matter. You don't take it back. Once you leave it wasn't it. supposed to be for it was my my little it was like it was like I brought over like a Nintendo Switch. Oh stop. It we're, was like an entertainment. We're not doing this. And I left it no, there. No, 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 no. And I we're not like, doing, oh my no, god, no, no. I left my phone. It's in your freezer and it looks kinda like cookie dough. Scott. Alright. Yeah. Anyway, we're not so doing okay, this. we've got much more moral people <laughs> like, who are moral and entertaining people who are gonna be on this hour. Uh, <laughs> a little bit later on, we're gonna be speaking with producing artistic director for Music Theater Works, uh, Kyle Dugan. They're getting ready to uh, wrap up their 23 season and launch their 24 season. So we're gonna be talking mm-hmm. about that, about Shrek. Come on. Uh, but before we do that, look. We're both nerds when it comes to Cirque du Soleil. We love Cirque du Soleil. Love Cirque du Soleil. Again, I want to know how one decides that they can be twirled around by their hair. I think our next guest might be I able think to they answer can, that because, question. Because Twas the, the Night Before by Cirque du Soleil is back in Chicago, playing at the Chicago Theater through December 28th. Oh, that's someone's birthday. Yes, uh, and joining us now is production coordinator, Jonathan uh, Milis. Welcome to uh, the show, Jonathan. Hello. 
Hello. <laughs> Hello, or should I say bonjour, because you are <laughs> Quebecois. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Happy holidays to you. Yes, happy holidays. Um, how, how has your time in Chicago been going? Tell us all about the show. It's been lovely. We've been here for a bit of time. We started December 7th. Mm -hmm. We arrived in Chicago. We This week we had a little break, so we had time to see a bit of the city. We're here, just like you said, until December 28th. So we still have a little run to go, and we'll still be around for the holidays. So it's the perfect time to see the show. 100%. So... Awesome. Ken and I, as we said, are big, huge, huge fans, huge fans. Of, of Cirque du Soleil. Yes. Uh, if you were, how would you, Jonathan, describe a Cirque show to someone who has never seen one? Oh. And I don't know where they would be because they would question. have to be under a rock because yeah. you can find them everywhere. <laughs> Greatest show on earth. Yes. <laughs> it really is. That's a different thing. But. No. I think this one is special because it's the first Christmas show from Cirque du Soleil. So it's fun to see because this is, I think, weirdly to say, it's even more sparkly and even more extra than the other ones because we all know the holidays is the glitter season. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So they decided to go all the way this year. So I think if you want to see one of the extra, more like cheering show, you have to see Twas the Night because it's the... I think we have 26 bottles of glitter just for the makeup and for the artist. So <laughs> you won't miss any glitter for that show. I love I it. can't wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. That's amazing. So tell us a little bit about the show, Twas the Night, before. So this show is about a little, a little girl, a bit jaded about the holiday season. And she's reimagining, she's regaining a bit of like, the joy and the, um, the happiness of the holiday season. So it's the perfect show for the child and also for the adults, for us that like, we lost a bit of the magic. So everybody will see themselves and that little girl and her dad to see like the story of it going back to the magic of the holidays. And it is kind of a, uh, an interpretation or they use the, the poem uh, yeah, they use the poem of uh, Visit from St. Nicholas mm -hmm. from Clement Clockmore. So they're using some of the phrases of the poem to make it a story. So you follow Isabella to her story about the holiday season. And some like little like people, you're going to see like uh, surprises. We have St. Nicholas doing a little show, her dad. We have also acts from like... Ariel acts, we have Diabolos, we have like some of the like staple acts from Cirque du Soleil that you'll see all around the world. Do you have somebody who is being twirled around by her hair? Because that is the one. Yes. Oh. 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 oh, yes. Oh, yes. okay. I want to know, how <laughs> does somebody know that they're good at that? It's just incredible. I, oh, oh, I love that. It's so wonderful. Like, it's it really is. There's If you haven't seen a Cirque du Soleil show, there is something just awe-inspiring to mm -hmm. see the beauty, the athleticism, yes. the uh, fearlessness, because, oh, Lord, it is like, it's it can be a little tense sometimes. You're like, how are you doing that? Correct. It is just stunning and 
spectacular. Like it really is truly a spectacle. And I can only imagine with all of these balls of glitter, how much more of a spectacle <laughs> it is around the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jonathan, you, you actually trained as a circus performer, right? Yes, uh, as from Montreal, I did like some classic training for like silks and uh, like more Ariel work. Uh-huh. And after that, I studied in dance. So I actually have a diploma in ballet and contemporary dance. Oh, awesome. But uh, after I finished, I decided to go back to my roots and more into producing areas. Mm-hmm. So I'll take a little break from my body and decided yes. to do more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, Backstage. <laughs> yeah. So, so tell us more about like so your your role. You are the production coordinator uh, for Twas the Night yeah. Before by Cirque du Soleil. What does like an average day, like a show day, look like for you? Because you know everybody. Whenever you go to see a show, it's like, oh yes, the, all the stuff that happens on stage, amazing. But nothing could happen on stage if there wasn't for an incredible team Correct. of people behind stage making it all work. What's an average day, like a show day like for you? I always say I'm more like the nanny of the group. I'm more like the dad. I'm here to make sure everybody's okay. Uh-huh. I'm here to like, like uh, when you have questions, I take care of more of the administrative work, the hotel, the transportation from city to city. Cause luckily the show now, we're really, it started with one, but now we have three. So we have right now one in New York, one in Phoenix, and one here. So it's fun to see like the three shows are duplicated, and uh, we actually have three people doing my job at the same time in different cities. So I'm more of like the guardian. I make sure everybody's here safe. We have everybody on time for the show. And if they have questions, I'm here to help them. I love that. That. How long have you been with Cirque du Soleil? (laughs) It's my second year this year. Fantastic. Awesome. Congratulations. That is really cool. Yeah. So what is, what is your your favorite part? Clearly, I'm all in for somebody getting swung around by their hair. That's just that's just how <laughs> I roll. But what is one of, what are some of your favorite moments uh, from this show Twas the Night Before by Cirque du Soleil that's now at the Chicago Theater? This question is not always the artist one because it's like asking a dad his favorite child. Right. So. But every dad <laughs> has every one. Dad has every one. dad has one. Every dad has one. <laughs> not it. Same. <laughs> well, actually, no, I was it. Congratulations. I will say that. But anyway, but we digress. <laughs> I think this show is like so diverse that it's hard to say something. The hanging hack is always super impressive and the. Uh, the Entertainer is so good at it that it's really, you'll see, you'll be really impressed. I love this show because there's a lot of dance acts. So it's fun to see like how they mix with every act and make like the full story with it. So you have to come to see the surprise and to also have your favorite act too. All right. All right. I don't want to give too much. I still want to keep some surprises. Of course, of course, of course. There needs to be surprises. That's one of the best. The best part of the show. Yeah, because you're like, what's going to happen now? Oh, oh. And then it happens. All right. And there are a million people who are being thrown into the air. And what's going on? What? Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Wow. And then it's gone. Yeah. Did it really happen? It really did. And there's going to be glitter everywhere, which... And glitter. So, man. you know, we love that. Yes, we do. Um, I know, uh, Jonathan, you said that you had some time off right now. What is have you, And you had a little chance to explore Chicago. What have been some of your favorite parts of our incredible city? 
I went to visit Boys Town a bit, and I was fun to like to see the different because we have a, a village in Montreal. It's always fun to see like different gay parts of the cities. Right now, I've been mostly around the the, the Chicago theater because this is where we live. Mm-hmm. But I'm still really hoping to. We still have some time off next week, and I I'd love to see you around a little bit more. All right. There's a lot to see. There is a lot to see. I highly recommend <laughs> going. What I, saw. I highly well, I'm sure well you went to Boys Town. I'm sure you saw plenty. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but uh I highly recommend going to the Art Institute. Absolutely. If you haven't done so. And if it if the weather is ever clear enough, take an architecture boat tour. It'll be cold. Yeah, th- this I took. This I took. It was cold, but I'm used to Montreal cold. There you go. That, that, oh, okay. no. So it was nothing. You're, you were in shorts. <laughs> no, I dropped my jacket, but it was not that bad. Um, so, you know, being on the road around the holidays, I know you, right now you've got a couple of time, off, some time off right now. Uh, do you find it difficult being uh, being on the road for the holidays? Is there something that you uh, miss Montreal or? Or, yeah, how I, do you... I don't miss the snow. Okay, yes. it's lovely to not have snow. It makes it so much easier to to walk on the street. Uh-huh. But yeah, yeah it, it's always kind of hard to be away from family for a little bit. But mm-hmm. we're coming back around December 29th, so we'll be all able to celebrate the holidays a bit later this year. Of course. So <laughs> it's just like That's a good. fun reported. Yeah. Will uh, will you and the the entire company of Twas the Night Before by Cirque du Soleil that's now playing at the Chicago Theater? Will you all get gather together on on Christmas to to do anything yeah. special, or is there is there something that's specifically like Montreal esque that really would like make the holidays like ah there we are? I think like. Like Cirque du Soleil, would, one of the fun things with that company is like we all became a family. Because mm-hmm. when you go on tour and you're all away from family, because this troupe, we have like 26 artists from everywhere around the world. We have like Spain, we have Montreal, we have the United States, we have like Colombia. So all of us are away from family. So we have to always celebrate together. So yes, we will have something for the holiday season on the, after our show on Christmas Eve. But like that's that's the fun thing. It's like yes, we feel away from home, but also the theater became some our home for the little time we have together. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna like go see the lights. I think like that's the most like the thing that feels most like home is like all the lights around Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's it like it's like ah, uh, it feels like a bit more Christmassy. Oh, I love it. I love it. Do you need like any poutine or anything like that? <laughs> I can find poutine here, but I feel like it won't taste like home. It, will, it most certainly it, will it not. Will not. It will not. I can assure you of that. <laughs> it will not. It will not. But, uh, you know, at the same time, uh, we are so grateful that you are, you and the entire company have taken time away from friends and family and from, from home to bring some holiday joy here to Chicago. Uh, Twas the Night Before by Cirque du Soleil runs through December 28th at the Chicago Theater. For uh, tickets, you can head to chicagotheater.com slash Cirque, and that's theater with an R-E, because it is fancy that way, because it is Cirque du Soleil. Correct. Uh, uh, Jonathan, thank you so much for taking time out today to join us. Uh, May you have a fantastic rest of the run here, and and the happiest of holidays to you. 
Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, we will. Uh, I, I I don't want to say break a leg. No. But do you, <laughs> no. What does one say for? Because I know, like for for theater, you say break a leg. For opera, it's toy, toy, toy. For dance, it is mared. It's like a combination of all of those. What do you say to circus Cirque du Soleil performers? Usually for circus, I always say have fun because I don't like the term good luck because they don't need luck. They've been doing this for years. They've been training for this for like. Since they're eight years old, so they don't need luck. They just need to have fun. Right. That's always what I say. Well, have fun. Yes, well, have fun. <laughs> have fun with the rest of your time here in Chicago. Have fun on stage. And you and the audience will definitely have fun when you go check out Twas the Night Before by Cirque du Soleil at the Chicago Theater. Uh, Jonathan Mubis, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good day. Same you to too. you. Bye-bye. Same to you. Bye. We have got to take a quick break. There is more out Chicago. You turn my mic off because I want your egg rolls. I was on my egg rolls. I'm going to find some egg rolls. You sure are. I am. And then we're going to talk about Shrek. There we go. So stick around. You're listening out Chicago right here at WCPT. I'm proud to be out Chicago, and you should be proud to be listening to Out Chicago on Chicago's Progressive Talk. And welcome back to Out Chicago. Thank you, Stephanie Miller. She's proud to be out, and we're proud to be out. Scott up here, Ken Mejia Beal. You're right over there. Don't out. Oh, sorry. Nobody knows. Ken (laughs) Mejia Beal. That's that's right. That is. That's who's here. That's. The, yeah. the the heterosexual, heterosexual Ken Magia Bell. Yes, there we are. My wife. Her name is Gladys. Her name is Bob. <laughs> yeah, that. Too. Yeah, there's that. You know, there's that. <laughs> there's that. <laughs> uh, Oh great! There we go. Uh, 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 so we've got birth. I'm sorry. I was. We we have. I'm trying to forward this. We had some technical difficulties that were going on here. Um, this is the fun part about a live show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had some technical difficulties. I'm trying to get a hold of our guest, but I just sent you a number that I think we can get to. And it, it, it right happens. It, it does. happens. It does. Uh, yeah. So while we're trying to connect with our yeah, with our yeah, good yeah. buddy Kyle, uh, we've got birthdays coming we up. We do. Uh, Tuesday is the 20th anniversary of my 18th birthday. Congratulations. Thank you. I love that. I'm excited. I love that. Do you have... <laughs> now, I've got a question for you. Yeah. I've already revealed how petty I am on this show over today. Over and over I've, again. I have revealed exactly the super duper petty person that I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, question for you. Yeah. Uh, do you... Oh, boy. How do you feel about, like... Because our birthdays are close to, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's supposed to a big holiday, yeah. Christmas. You know, how do you feel about it? Well, I don't like it, and I've never liked it. Me and I'm either. Very resentful. I know. And I know. I hate it. Yeah, because I'm December 28th. Oh, so and I'm, I'm the 19th. You're even worse. Than I'm I am three days after Christmas, three days before New Year's. Yeah, you get screwed. You know, well, it's like I. It's, I mean, it's fine. My mom was wonderful. She always insisted, like, no Christmas paper for birthdays. Right. You know, she would make a cake. Like, there would be a different thing for it. But this is where the petty part comes in. Uh, I only get a three-day window where I can open presents. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? No. Like, everybody, like, you give gifts. Right. You know, so people get gifts for Christmas, and then yeah. they give gifts for your birthday. Right. I get a three-day window the entire year where people, like, that's it. 
I don't get gifts other other times. And I don't you, get to open presents. Well, you get Valentine's Day. You have anniversaries. You have oh no Arbor Day. I do have Arbor Day. I have unwrapped a tree. Yeah, like come on. Well, you know what? Actually, I think this year what I might be doing. Tell me because I'm doing the same thing. Let's talk about it. December 28th is going to be right in the middle of the run. Look. Yes. I'm going to let my freak flag fly. The green flag. The green the freak green, flag. That's right. Come on and let your freak flag fly. When I go to check out Music Theater Works, uh, Shrek, Shrek the, musical, the Musical, it's going to be running uh, December 21st through December 31st, mm-hmm. which means my birthday fits right in there. Boom. Happy birthday to Happy me. Birthday to you. I'm going to head on up to the North Shore Center for the Performing Arts in Skokie to check out Trick the Musical. And joining us now, uh, after some technical difficulties, I'm glad that you are patient, is producing artistic director uh, Kyle Dugan. Kyle, welcome to the show. Welcome, Kyle. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. Thank you for taking time out. I'm b- almost 100% certain that you are in tech right now. Tech for Shrek. Yes. The Shrek tech. Shrek tech. <laughs> we are. We are. We actually <laughs> just finished teching the huge dragon puppet last oh night. Oh my so, gosh. Wow. Yes. It's, uh, it's the, you know, the Shrek musical has a, a, you know, the donkey falls in love with the dragon mm-hmm. and the dragon is, is, um, is, uh, run by three people. So, uh, we were doing all the things from the smoke coming out of her mouth to, to, um, dancing around the stage. So, yeah, no. so it's a fun, like fun, fun show to tech. Yeah, most <laughs> certainly. And a challenging show to tech yes. too. I like, how, how has it been going? How are the rehearsals going? I'm sure you're just like They're ch- great. chomping at the bit for the 21st. They're great. It's great. It's, you know, it's so fun because every scene there's, you, you're introduced to another set of fairy tale characters, but in a way you don't typically expect them. Um, right after the dragon sequence, we did um, the Pied Piper and all the rats, and it's actually a huge tap number. Um, and uh, you, there's the man on the moon and uh, the cow that jumps over it, and then all of a sudden there's the the spoon and the plater running across uh, across the stage, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just a really a really fun kind of show to tech and not what you not what you expect from all these characters and um, because of course you've got the um talking about um lgbtq characters you've got the um the big bad wolf who likes to dress up in grandma's clothes and mm-hmm. you've got a, a great uh, a great group of uh, of actors playing um lgbtq actors playing all those roles too so it's just a really fun show yeah it is a super fun show and of course it is based on the animated movie that has become such a classic yes. for so many people you know uh you how does the message of the show uh, resonate with this time of year for you? Well, well, I think, too, it's, a, it's a speaking of um, LGBTQ community, it's about a group of people who are kind of, uh, they're sent on, they're, they're labeled freaks. There's a song you were just singing, Freak, freak Flag, mm-hmm. um, about letting your freak flag fly, and they're all sent away to live in, um, in the swamp where, where Shrek is, and they kind of find their own family amongst each other and i think that's a perfect message i'm um i i'm a brand new my husband and i just had um newborn twins they're six months at this point congratulations congratulations kyle that's amazing thank you so having having this kind of message for for the family is 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 great but also the humor in it is just um, it's also really fun for adults. And I, there's a, a line that Pinocchio says to um, Pinocchio says uh, to Peter Pan, and um, he, he says, 
you are 34 and you need a shave. And I, I think there's a, there's a few twinks in my life that could use, could use that advice. <laughs> that is funny. I like yeah, it. That's, that's one of the best things about this show. Hey, it is the humor that, that comes through it. The music is mwah, phenomenal. So much fun. Uh, and the message that you were saying, it really is, it's like finding your, finding your community. Your community yeah. You know, and and, yeah. and the strength that you can find with the community and the and the wonderfulness of being a so-called freak, yes. you know? Exactly, exactly. And it's just a, you know, it's just every moment of the show, there's just a new kind of um, either uh, kind of beautifully poignant moment or just a, a, just a twist on the fair, on all these fairytale characters that really just make you laugh, giggle, and kind of, it's just a good night out. And I think, with everything that's going on right in that, right now, having a having a good laugh amongst um, uh, um, an audience is just a really a great a great time. So oh, badly important. Needed. Yeah, yeah, badly yeah. Needed. And the and the best thing to do, you know, over the holidays, especially when you've got you know Aunt Clara coming in and you don't know what to do. And I'm like, oh, hey, let's all go see a show. Yeah, you know. It's yep. Like, it's yep. A great and that and. Uh, Right past Christmas is there's a performance during the day, so you know bring bring the bring the family and uh, let's let's uh, and have something to do with them. You oh, know, yeah. <laughs> everyone will enjoy it. So. I know. I I'm like doing stuff during yep. the day. Me too. And I'm also like take that color purple. Yeah. Although I'm definitely going to see the color purple, but you know, <laughs> don't go to the movies. Go support live theater. You know, it's going to be it's yeah. going to be it's a true experience. The audience is often like the the final character within the play, yeah. and it's a really fun time for your entire family to go and just like hang out, experience this incredible show that's just. Yeah. Silly and filled with heart, so much heart, um, and with a great message of like being a freak. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. 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 And too, um, <laughs> and the company Music Theater Works that's producing the the musical. It's all local talent, so nothing. Um, everything is supporting uh, the community, the professional artists that work in the community, and I think that's also important to know that um, all of these people, from the technicians to the lead actors to the musicians, all of them are local professional artists. So I think that's really, really great as well. I agree 100%. 100%. Now, you also, along with Shrek, you, you also have a Youth Reach Kids Company. Uh, what is that all about? Yeah, so we do we do kids camps uh, throughout the year. Um, one week camp this winter um, for the kids that are, of course, out of school and the parents don't know what to do with them. Bring them to Shrek and then send them to our camp for a week and it's for 8 to 13 year olds. Uh, they uh, they rehearse in one week and put up the show, uh, forty five minute production of this this uh, winter. It's Beauty and the Beast Junior, and everyone gets a part. So it's a really fun camp that uh, with no pressure for kids that they get uh, experience, get to sing and dance and act, and um, just have a really great time. And uh, what better for parents to be able to send their kids away for <laughs> for a week, maybe uh, clean up the house from all the festivities. Oh, oh I know, mom and dad can hardly wait for school to start again. Or at least <laughs> yeah. for the, the wintertime to happen. So is, are, is uh, enrollment still open for that? Yes, it's still open. It'll oh, be open fabulous. through. Um, yep. So uh, it's open through next week. So feel feel free to go to musictheaterworks.com for more information on that, too. And uh, anyone who's interested. And uh, we will we, we will get that show rehearsing very soon. 
Oh my gosh, that's I mean, look at all these things that are happening it's here. And cool. you know, one thing that's really uh, wonderful about musical theater works, music theater works. Sorry, mm -hmm. not musical music. Music theater works. Uh, you y'all do your seasons like on the calendar year, so you were kind of wrapping up your twenty the 2023 season and getting ready because you know 2024 is right around the corner uh the 2024 season's coming up what do you all have in store yeah so in march we uh start with uh, a great uh speaking of great comedy uh it's an uh 25th annual putnam county spelling bee and it's mm -hmm. a uh there's there's an aspect of uh no the audience doesn't have to interact, but if you'd like to um, put your ha a name in a bucket, um, you can join the Spelling Bee. It's a, it's a musical, uh, but it's an improv comedy uh, meets scripted scripted score where uh, where a bunch of kids are uh, competing at a spelling bee and uh, there's some audience um, you know volu volunteer audience participation which is just a blast of a musical oh, um, the show and then is so freaking funny I love <laughs> it so much I forget the name of the kid who like has to spell everything out with his foot before he like uh, William Barfay yeah, but they Bar pronounce it Barfay <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it is filled with like it's colorful characters, the intense competition of a spelling bee. It's so it's blah, 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 and it's so just, funny. It's just brilliant. Yes. Sorry, didn't mean <laughs> and to interrupt we'll be you. sure to have some signature cocktails before the show. So um, and we do have we'll have two. Um, adult nights on Saturdays, um, where all of the words will be adult themed. So oh, that's adult oh only. So, so get a few get a few drinks in you and have a blast at the show. Oh, that so there we like go. Fun so so, <laughs> so co-payment, co-payment. That's an adult yeah. word. Medicaid, adult word. Oh. Mortgage. That's an adult. That's what you're talking about, right? That's right. Yeah. That's All right. right. There we go. That mm, went that's right above my head for like that's 30 fine. seconds. That's fine. I'm not a real adult. <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> and what, what do you have coming up after that? And then after that, in August, we're doing a, a large-scale production that hasn't been in Chicago in quite a few years, and that's Rodgers and Hammerstein's Carousel. Oh. Um, again, uh, yeah, really wonderful musical, classic musical that um, you'll know all of the, uh, the songs. June is busting out all over, mm, yeah. you know. This was we've all real seen, We've all seen Leslie Uggam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then followed, followed, um, following that, we have in October, we'll be doing a production of Little Shop of Horrors. Mm. Oh, that's which, one of my favorites. Um, which, you know, everyone loves. Yeah. And uh, then after that, um, we'll be doing a, 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 a musical based on the movie Legally Blonde. Oh, oh. my God. Oh, my God, you guys. Well, oh, my God. Look, <laughs> so that's in December of next year. Oh, my gosh. That is, I know, 2024 is going to be a big year for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And, and of course, capping it off with, you know, Shrek the Musical that's coming up in mere moments. December 21st. <laughs> December 21st. Uh, I need to, to ask you, Kyle, you are a new father of six-month-old twins. <laughs> How how, <laughs> how 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 are you doing it? Yeah, I I have a, a lovely husband who's a, a fashion designer, and he has a little bit more flexibility. Okay, he was a 
uh, he uh, was actually was uh, competed on Project Runway as one of the contestants, and oh. so he's always um, always around doing fashion design and teaching, and he has he has a, a lot of flexibility in his schedule. So he really picks up picks it up when I when I'm not not around. I know. So. I'm like, wait, who's your who's your husband? So he's the only deaf contestant that was ever on Project Runway. His uh, name's Justin LeBlanc. Yep. I remember yep. Justin. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm fangirling so over. I am fangirling of both of you right now. I can't even. <laughs> I cannot even. But just the fact that you are able to be upright and taking a show. Not, I mean, not just any show. Shrek the, musical, Shrek the musical, which is filled with like magic and comedy, and it's it's complicated. It's an undertaking. It is, and it's it's definitely in amazing hands uh, right here. The fact that you're standing up. I'm assuming you're standing up. I can't see you. Maybe you are just completely prone right now. Going, I'm standing up, literally waiting to go into the into the theater for tech rehearsal. Oh my god! So. Oh my god. Well, you go, go back in there and get everything all delicious and wonderful and green. And everybody out there, I want you to grab your freak flag and head to the swamp this holiday season with music music theater works production of Shrek the Musical, playing at North Shore Center for Performing Arts in Skokie, December 21st through December 31st. Uh, and for information and tickets for that, and also for Youth Reach Kids Company, head to musictheaterworks.com. Uh, Kyle, uh, thank you. Yes. Break all the legs. Every last one of them, Kyle. Break them all. <laughs> well, we, we hope you'll be able to come for your birthday. We'll bring it. I'll make sure to have a cake if you're there. Well, uh, do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man. Do the one that lives on Drury Lake. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so very much, Kyle Dugan. Check out Shrek the Musical uh, from Music Theater Works at the North Shore Center for Performing Arts. Kyle Dugan, break legs, and um, congratulations. Uh, the everything. holidays definitely came a little bit early for you. Yeah. How wonderful. That's right. Congrats to you and your husband. How, how fantastic. Thank you, thank you, and thanks for having us on. Of course, of course. We're going to take a short break now, and when we get back, it is the final thrilling show-stopping moments about Chicago right here on WZBD. Hey, this is Mark Patton, and I'm from Screen Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street, and you're listening to Out Chicago. Welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here along with Ken Mejia Beal. That's right. Yes. Ken Mejia Beal. Ken Mejia Beal. Yeah. Look, we were just listening to commercials about type 2 diabetes, and that is why I should go get that cookie dough from, oh, we're not, no, from no, no, the freezer no, at my friend's house. No. I'm, I'm helping. We're not, we're not. I am helping. This is what in therapy we call back. Tracking. It is not backtracking. It is circling back to a very important moment to realize that you forgot because you, you were going to bring it home anyway. You brought a for, perishable item for, to a friend's house for their kid. Yeah. And you are that going, we were to going to go enjoy back for one night and take. The kid is 19. You, she can buy her own damn cookies. Okay, well, I didn't know it was a kid until you, in your first argument, kept referring to her as a kid. I know. So you can't have it both ways, baby. Yeah, I can. It's you know? 19. That's still... Yeah, you can't uh, have it both ways. But it was just for one night. No, you left it there. I On accident. It does not matter. It does. You know what? Go and take it back then, Scott. Right. You do that. Right. And I want you to know... Yeah. 
That is tacky. It's so tacky. It's so it tacky. Is so, tacky. <laughs> so you go be in, be tacky. But they're gluten free. It doesn't be matter. It doesn't. Who's gonna? Matter. No one's gonna eat it them. It doesn't. No one will eat them if they are gluten free. It does not. Ma- none okay. of this matters. You're right. Yeah. I know I'm right. I'm a horrible guest. I mean, <laughs> I'm a horrible. horrible well, it's been guest. great talking to you guys. I am now banned. I, and, no, 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 um, no. You're. I'm the horrible guest. You're, oh, you are. That's no, correct. It's me. I'm the one that's Just, coming back. And, I thought like, I was being fired. Take backsies. <laughs> oh no, no, no. You, you won't be fired. Yay! I know. Sorry. We we kind of got sidetracked. So you do have a birthday coming up on Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. So what are you doing? I am. Uh, uh, I will be at sidetrack. Uh, participating in Housewife Trivia, which is what I do. Oh, so okay. There at Housewife Trivia, feel free to send me over a drink. That's vodka martini, kettle one, one lemon, carcass out, and uh, I will be grateful. Girl, that is so Dorit. Housewife Trivia. That was it. There we go. I you see. You I knew up. that. I you picked it, it up. And I'm ashamed that I know who, what that was. Don't ever be ashamed. I, well, I do feel ashamed because I have very <laughs> mixed feelings about the, that franchise. I you really have mixed do. Feelings about all the franchises, though. What franchises? Don't you have mixed feelings about the whole housewife? Thing? Oh yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, I mean. Like all I mean. of them. Yeah. I, I, just, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like Andy Cohen. Don't like him. Well, none of us like Andy. No, Cohen. but apparently Andy Cohen likes Andy Cohen. But he's behind all of this, and that there's something very strange to me about this. It's kind of like, look, I we'll get into the holiday movies because like sure. one of my biggest things yeah. is I, I okay the Hallmark movies. Are great lifetime movie like the lifetime movies are great. My favorite thing, but the lifetime movie network uh-huh. is my super duper guilty pleasure. Oh, because a for a network that is supposed to be like these are wi- movies for women, mm-hmm. they are the most misogynistic pieces of poop on the planet because it usually involves women fighting over a man and not doing like it's so I've weird. I've never watched a Lifetime movie. Well, so I have but no the thing is, the best is like there. on the Lifetime movie network. Yeah, all of those movies are usually about some sort of homicidal lady. Like they all are murderous. Like for for the month of December. <laughs> oh boy! For the month of December. Their programming is literally called Slay Bells, like S-L-A-Y. It is nothing but murder movies. That's right up my alley. Of, I know. I like murder. I love murder, but <laughs> but it's but if you break it down, it's like this is not empowering women. In fact, it is showing that like women are going to commit murder because of this man. There's nothing more empowering same. than murdering someone that has done you wrong. But it's not done you wrong. It's like I mean, it's done you wrong, but it's like they don't love me. That, That's yeah. I mean, uh, mm, but. We can argue about that. Okay, but we can argue. Don't come in my life and save me if you're going to leave me, because I'll come back. What the what? Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, that's deep. I'm in therapy. There we go. I'm also divorced. That's why you're a delegate. So there we yeah. are. There, you know, you're deep. My ex moved three states away. Oh well. There Let we me go. get away from this. Psycho. Okay. Okay. Well, wow. Oh, <laughs> and now right. you know what? Okay. And we have just peeled back the curtain. <laughs> there we are. Ignore that. Ignore <laughs> that. I'm in healing. There we are. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah. So that's kind of where I have my, my my weird feelings about the Housewives franchises. None of them have murdered anybody. They've never no. They haven't right. murdered anybody. But it's basically, and they're kind of cleaning up their act. But a couple of those franchises, it's just a bunch of middle aged women mm-hmm. who may or may not have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. We never know. Uh, 
getting drunk and doing bad, like questionable things and just fighting over petty stuff. I'm going to invite you to hang out with um, some of my um, lady friends Uh that are in clubs in Naperville. Yeah. And you'll see that. Which ones do you like? Well, I can't say that on the air, but my point is you'll see that the housewife franchise is actually real suburban life. Oh, okay. It's real. That's oh. exact. No one knows how much money anybody has. Right, right, right. Some people lie about it. It's all the arguments are petty. It, right. It's real. But I mean, but out of the franchise, the housewife franchises, yeah, yeah, yeah. which ones do you like? Oh, I the watch most? them all. Oh, I watch them all. Uh, I, I enjoy Hence watching the trivia. people um, argue over really mundane, stupid things because the world is such a cesspool that watching two women argue over a Birkin bag makes me happy. All right. I'm not here to yuck your young. You know what I mean? I'm like, not here to yuck your young I'm, at I'm, all. I'm here for it. I love that. And I I'm, think that's going to be a fabulous way to spend your I'm thing. as deep as a puddle. Same. <laughs> Same, <laughs> if anything, that's the, uh, we've revealed things yes. here. Uh, so it is, the, uh, along with your birthday, it yeah. is the holidays. It is. And it is the season for all sorts of like holiday movie yeah. kind of things and TV specials and stuff. Mm-hmm. What are some of your faves? Well, as we discussed, Die Hard. But yes, because that's it's a Christmas movie. It is Um, a Christmas movie. Home Alone. Can I tell you? Sure. I just saw it for the first time. Stop it. Last week. Stop it. Nope. I'd never ever seen Home Alone. Um, it is surprisingly violent. Yeah, yeah. Um, like we're talking, it's some diehard stuff that he does. Yeah, crushing up glass. It's amazing. That dude who like whose foot went through the nail. I was like, oh my. Well, it's one. Ah! Of, it's one of the best. And my third one is a little bit obscure. Uh-huh. Um, it, it was on a VH1. I bought the DVD on Amazon. It's starring Vanessa Williams. It's called A Diva's Christmas Carol. Uh-huh. It is one of the best things ever made mm-hmm. in my I watch it every year. Uh-huh. You know we had Vanessa Williams on the show. And I listened. You know mm-hmm. how I, know. I feel I about Vanessa Williams. I know. We're going to be playing her. Uh, we're doing a couple of best ofs coming up. She is. I love Vanessa Williams. She's amazing. Yeah. She's wonderful. And I believe I saw a, very, a Divas Christmas. But it was on, I think that was a Hallmark. It, it was on VH1, like, forever ago. And so basically. Kathy Griffin's in it. Yeah. Uh, Chili from TLC. Um, 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 one of the singers from Duran Duran, John Taylor. Um, <gasps> he is not a singer. He is the bass player. And I love I, him very much. He's my favorite. I'm Durani. doing the best that I All can right, I know, with I know, what I know. I know. I know. I know. I mean. I just saw Home Alone for the first time. Yes. I'm but, 52. But what about... What about your favorite? Look, I, this has been my year first. Like, I've, So we watched Home Alone, which I had never seen before. Such a great movie. I mean, I knew all about it. I knew the ah uh, thing. I knew Catherine O'Hara was in it. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew, like, I've seen little bits and chunks, but I was like, eh, whatever. Delightful. Macaulay yeah. Culkin, that kid, so cute, so charming. Awesome. Yeah. Adorbs. Yeah. Kevin, love him. Such a great movie. Great. It was lovely. Again, surprisingly violent. That this kid would be like, ha I think Kevin is like the birth of a serial killer, you know, because he's like, I'm setting up traps and I'm going to put like glass here and I'm going to have you, you should, step through. In January, you should watch The Good Son. Oh, I have seen that okay. one. And see, it all, it's a logical, it, it is a logical pr- progression. Um, but then as somebody, as a Gen X person, as somebody who loved this person's entire oeuvre uh, growing up, who was very influential on me, my sense of humor, my comedy stylings, I had never seen Pee Wee Herman's Christmas special. <gasps> wow. It is. 
is a work of art. Yeah. It is oh, yeah. brilliant. It I, is stunning. Yeah. It is hilarious. Yes. It is chock full of yes. random celebrities showing up. I just saw it. Where have you been? Like I said, I had other things to do, I guess. That wow. was like 87, wasn't it? I think it was 87 when it came out. I was probably, I was working at The Gap. I was too. And I still oh, have stop. seen it. Don't throw that around. You he wasn't even born I know. yet. And I own it. <laughs> ah, see, ah, there yeah. we go. There we go. It's, it is perhaps one of the most incredible things ever made. It is a great film. It is, it, you know, film, that might be pushing it, but it is, I mean, I know. It is. Don't make look, me fight share. you. You got yes. Cher, you got Oprah, uh -huh. you've got Dinah Shore doing perhaps one of the funniest running gags ever. Ever, yes. Uh, who else is on there? Grace Jones popping up in a weird way where she's kind of like a gift to somebody. Yes. Like, what the heck is... Okay, it's, cool. It's like the biggest asset dream ever. It is awesome. It is so it's great. wonderful. Yes. It's absolutely wonderful. And then you, I love like the big, like, let's just be bold. Like, hi, this is the Jewish part of the show. You know, I'm like, all right, let's do that. You know, if so, uh, yeah. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. But for me, the one thing, and we also, so those were my two first things. Oh, right. Did we watch? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, we tried to watch a Dean Martin Christmas special from back in the day. Mm -hmm. Those are always weird. <laughs> I, it's like stepping into a time machine to a place I don't want to go to. Yes. Yeah, I don't. They're all want... drunk and very tan. Yes. And smoking a lot. A They're lot. all just smoking, smoking yeah. and singing. Yes, smoking and it's singing. A lot happening. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but for me, the the thing that, of course, we watched. Um, how the Grinch Stole Christmas, the original Boris Karloff. I've actually never seen that. Okay, there you go. See, you need you need to check that out. Yeah, that was always something that was like appointment television. Okay, growing up, like I would, I remember getting the TV guide and seeing when the holiday specials were here I'll and have making to watch sure it. that we. It's it's delightful. Boris Karloff does the narration. He is the Grinch, mm -hmm. um, and then the voice of Tony the Tiger. Sings all the songs that are. In I there. didn't know that. Yeah, it's Tony the Tiger. Learn something new. I know that we are an educational show. Yes, yes, we yeah. are. We are educational and petty. Very and much. They're so. right over here. Uh, but for me, the be all and end all, and it's one of my top five movies of all time. Is it's a Wonderful Life, which you just watched last year because yeah. I was here yep. and you told me to do it, and I went to see it, and it was everything you said it's it would so be. It's so wonderful. Yeah. It really is. A, it's like you know what? It's it. I know some people have uh, hang-ups about seeing movies in black and white. Well, those people are stupid. Oh, well, no, they're just no. Nope. They're just holding on to no. things. I have no. some friends who won't watch it with me. Those like, are not your friends. They are my friends. They're it's not. Just, look, they're look not I'm just friends. trying to look the other way. But it's <laughs> it's a wonderful. It it really is like it's a great reminder. You know, like if things are going not so great in your world, um, it's it's. It's a great reminder that no one is a failure who has friends. And that is the that's what made it so beautiful. Yep. And yep. that you matter. Yeah, that you matter. You that matter. you being here is important. To somebody. And, yeah. Yeah. And to more somebody's than you think. Yes. So that is why I enjoy it. It's beautiful. And Donna Reed, I can't even deal with her. How <laughs> amazing she is. Yeah. Funny, smart, gorgeous. I want 
to be married to her. You can be married to your wife, Bob. I'll be married to Donna Reed. There we are. Her name is Gladys. Gladys. You, you can be married to Gladys. Calling her Bob. All right. Whatever. Well, you know. But uh, do yourself a favor. Um, you know, it does deal with some touchy issue. Like yeah, it, does it does deal with like a suicide yeah, attempt. Um, but it really is. It 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 pays. It's well, a good payoff. I, I do believe that so many of us, maybe not to that degree, have been in a place where we don't think we matter. Yeah. And I think everyone needs to be reminded that you matter. Especially around the holidays. Especially around the holidays. There you go. Well, Ken Mejia Beal, you matter. And, and I want to thank Duff, you. you thank you. And I want to mm-hmm. thank you for coming in today um, and joining us today on the show. Uh, I also want to thank all of our guests today, uh, uh, Kyle Dugan uh, and Jonathan Mipus. Uh, so thank you for joining us today. Uh, Devin, thank you for running everything. Yeah, thanks, Devin. Have a great uh, tune to the sports cubicle tonight. Nine o'clock. There we are. Keep eating uh, those egg rolls, Devin. You had to bring up the egg rolls. Paul, you ate my egg rolls. Mad at you. Uh, Ellen Miller will be back next week. Woo-hoo. We're going to have do some kind of best of stuff going on there. Ken Mejia Beal, thank you so much again. Happy birthday. Thank you. And happy you. birthday to you. Thank you, you too. so Happy holidays to everybody. And until next week, this is Scott Tuff saying stay proud. Mm-hmm.